You are listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. What would your daily existence as a doctor be if your patients genuinely loved to come see you? What if your patients honestly felt office visits with you were positive experiences? Is this a fantasy in today's world where frustration seems to be the norm and the doctor-patient relationship has eroded? Our guest today gives more than lip service to creating healthy relationships between doctors and patients. He actually lives it. Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Neil Baum, a physician in New Orleans. Neil is a clinical professor of urology at Tulane Medical School. He is also the author of the popular book, Marketing Your Clinical Practice Ethically, Effectively, and Economically. He is a national speaker to doctors, hospitals, and medical practices on practice management. Neil provides a virtual black bag of practical ideas that can easily and inexpensively be implemented into any medical practice. Welcome, Neil, to XM. Michael, thank you so much for inviting me. As always, it's a pleasure to dialogue and work with you. Neil, first of all, for our listeners, I, I want you to tell us about your practice. You know, with writing a book and, and your academic work and the fact that you're a speaker, I don't want them to get the idea that you're on some other planet or in an alternate reality, that you're in the trenches just like us. Well, I could give you two answers to that. One of those, I am from New Orleans, which is the underwater capital of the world. And I could give you an answer before Katrina and after Katrina because they are markedly different as my world turned upside down on August 30th, uh, 2005. But I want to emphasize to our listeners that I am a practicing physician. And so I am still eyeball to eyeball with patients. I understand their concerns. I have the same problems that they have. And every effort that I make to try to engage my patients, to try to make sure that they have a positive experience with my practices, the same issues and concerns that every other physician who is involved in patient care has. Good. Well, thank you. Now that we've established you as one of us, well, let me ask you, Neil, and I've looked at your book, I've seen your books, obviously, I've heard you speak. You refer very often to something that you call the four pillars of successful practice. What are you talking about? Explain this to our listeners. I think there are four foundations or four elements that are important for any medical practice. And those are, first, the patients that you already have in your practice. Second is your ability to attract new patients to your practice. Third is your relationship with your colleagues. And it doesn't matter if you're in primary care or you are a specialist that depends on referrals from primary care physicians collegiality with your colleagues is so very important to the success of a practice. And the last one is the motivation of your staff. And I like to emphasize that all four of those elements are necessary for a successful practice. You could have a very busy practice and you could have lots of patients and plenty of activity with your colleagues. However, if the person answering the phone doesn't do so in a fashion that is filled with enthusiasm and makes the patient feel that they are delighted to be a part of the practice, all of your skills uh, might not be used. 
So all four elements, including staff motivation, are important for a successful practice. Can, can you go over each of these and give us some really practical examples? I know that I don't want to give your phone number out because everybody will call your office and hear how wonderfully the receptionist answers. I mean, you're, you're telling the truth. I can vouch for it. So go over, like, what are the, some of the things that, that you do with staff? You just mentioned about how the phone is answered, and I think that element is so vital to the success of a practice because that's the patient's first interaction commonly with the medical practice and with the physician. And there's such a world of difference between doctor's office, please hold, and good afternoon, this is Dr. Baum's office, this is Kimberly speaking, how may I help you? And the difference is sometimes patients are actually thinking, if this practice is so hassled and if they are so rude in the way that they answer the phone and placing me on hold and having to hit multiple numbers to get in touch with somebody, maybe I don't want to be a part of that practice. On the other hand, if there is an element of excitement in the voice, if there is an element of enthusiasm and warmth that which genuinely comes through on the other end of the phone, that patient now begins to have a positive experience with the practice. So how do we do that? In front of every telephone, and I mean every telephone, is a script that has the four elements. Time of day, identify themselves, offer to be of service, and use the caller's name at least twice during the phone conference. Do you, you, you have the mirror in front of the telephone and you have this script. There's a script and there's a mirror. And the mirror is the, the purpose of the mirror is giving feedback to the person using the telephone so they can see their own smile and that that smile can be heard on the other end of the line. Then they are encouraged to use the caller's name at least twice. That customizes and personalizes the call. And so we would commonly encourage them to say, Mrs. Smith, it's so nice of you to call. We look forward to your visit 3 o'clock on Thursday, Mrs. Smith. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to give us a call. And that makes Mrs. Smith feel good about the call. And she is just not another number, but she is genuinely someone that the practice cares about. And the last thing on the receiver of every telephone is a sign, is a sticker on the back of the phone that says telephone equal opportunity. It's the opportunity that you have to create that very important first impression on the caller and the potential new patient because you just don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. Neil, a lot of doctors' offices are, are busy, they're booked weeks in advance, but you keep telling us that the existing patients are important for the success of your practice, even more than the new ones. Absolutely. If a patient walks out of your practice and they feel for any reason that they didn't receive the care that they were expecting, not the care that you wanted to give, but the care that they were expecting, they will go out and sometimes tell 10 or 20 people about that negative experience. Unfortunately, if somebody leaves the practice and has a positive experience, they only tell uh, three to five people about the positive experience. So 
the challenge that we have is that we don't have the luxury of letting anyone leave the practice not feeling completely satisfied about their interaction with the physicians and with the practice. I, I know this to be true because uh, every once in a while I've been in practice for almost 30 years, and I get patients who are returning after 20 years, and I always wonder, I saw them 20 years ago, they either didn't come back because I made them angry or because I, I cured them, and it's very satisfying to hear that they've been happy for 20 years and, and sending everybody to my practice. That uh, So I, I understand that about return patients. One of the things that I, I think is important that sometimes is overlooked is that when somebody comes to your practice and they tell you they were referred by a previous patient, we send that patient a thank you note. And it's just a card, and it just says, Mr. Doe, I want to thank you for sending your friend. We don't identify it any farther than that because I don't want to get into a HIPAA violation, but for sending your friend for their care to our practice. Uh, I can assure you we will give them the same attention that we have given you, and we certainly appreciate the referral. It's very vanilla. It's on a check. It's called Thanks a Million, and it's a check. It looks like a check from the doctor's uh, bank of gratitude. On the other side, I put uh, their name and uh, one or two sentences thanking them for the referral because I want to keep it coming. And if I thank you, get what you reward. And if you reward them by thanking them, the likelihood of them continuing to repeat it, especially if that other person has a good experience, continues to climb and go up. And that's why your existing patients are so vital and so important to the success of your practice. Okay. By the way, you, we're not pushing anybody's materials on XM, but we did mention your book. Are, all, are these things like the doctor's check in your book? Yes. Yes, if they just uh, type my name into Amazon.com, uh, all the books uh, I have written would be available. And this one is entitled Marketing Your Clinical Practice. Right. Another catchphrase you use is moments of truth, MOTs. What are they, and how can we manage those moments of truth? The moments of truth are those interactions that the patient has with your practice, and whether you manage them or whether the patient has a positive, negative, or neutral experience. Every one of those moments of truth that you manage in a positive way will be summed up by the patient uh, mentally, and they are keeping sort of a mental scorecard of those interactions, and they will then determine how uh, satisfied they were with their experience with your practice. So the goal is to identify the moments of truth. Where are the interactions? And as I mentioned, the first one is that phone call. And you need to make sure that that person answering the phone answers it in a fashion that truly reflects the personality of your practice. The next is even before the patient comes to the practice, you should be educating them, including information about you and your practice, your websites, uh, educational material should go out to the patient. We make every effort that the patient doesn't wait in the reception area when they come for their uh, appointment. But everyone in the office should refer to it as the reception area. If it's the waiting room, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that that's where the patients go cool their heels until the doctor uh, gets around to seeing them. That creates the impression that the doctor is doing the patients a favor. If you call it the reception area, that's where the patients sit 
in a comfortable environment with good lighting, with attractive objects either on the wall and current up-to-date magazines, and even you can go as so far as to provide fresh flowers there. Now, I mentioned that we like to have them spend as little time as possible in that reception area, so we encourage them to complete their demographic information and their health questionnaire when they are at home and not when they're in the reception area or the exam room. Thank you, Neil. I want to thank Dr. Neil Baum, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing how to have a productive and efficient practice. I am Dr. Michael Greenberg. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.